Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Thread. You know, we said yesterday that people, some people, someone sent an email that they don't like our music that intros the episode, but guess what? Here it is. Some people actually like it, you know? I know. Can you so imagine? you say someone Difference doesn't like it, everybody says, you know, I actually do like that. I think this might be the last one I'm reading, but of course, the inbox... On what subject? I would like to make your father homemade chocolate pudding. I think I might have the best uh, top recipe. If you go to a Cafe Renaissance in Brooklyn, that's my grandparents' restaurant. Where is and that? And I'll ask her for the original recipe. Just send me your address and I'll send it to you. So we're getting you some uh, is pudding. That on, is that on Kings Highway in Brooklyn? I don't, I don't know. I think Renaissance is on Kings Highway. Or we're getting pudding sent directly to you. How about that? Okay. If this podcast does anything, it gets you free pudding. Well, so far I haven't seen anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of promises so far. I'm not looking for pudding. I know you know what this is very interesting. <laughs> you know all the things we've discussed over the last what is it two months, maybe yeah. three months already. Time flies. So it's the I only thing know. people talk about is this the is what you call a proverbial common uh, lowest common denominator. You talk about the most uh, complex uh, and intricate uh, types of issues, and people are focused on the pudding. Focused on the pudding. Yeah. Everybody can uh, uh, relate to that. Uh, well, so I'm grateful for that. We focus on the pudding, but our friend Shmuley Sugar at Quality Stairs, he oh, focuses on the staircases. Yeah, yeah. Want to give a big shout out to Shmuley um, from Quality Stairs. This business has been around for over 70 years, passed down from generation to generation. Uh, they're doing an incredible job. They now have an in-house architect doing the 3D designs. It's all the old stuff with the modern touch, with the modern flair. So go ahead and reach out to Shmuley. You know what to do. You can give him a call or send him a text at 917-941-0214. That's quality stairs. You could be an, you could be a, an interior designer. You could be someone who's just doing your house and yeah, or you good stairs. Uh, tell your contractor you want them to use quality stairs. Yeah, you so want, say if it ain't sugar, I don't want it. You know, you say you want you want a stairway that's sweet as sugar. That's what that that's what you want. I like right? that. I think we just gave him a slogan. And we have another, I have another slogan for him. What's that? It's called Watch Your Step. <laughs> That's like a, it's like threatening. It sounds a little threatening to no. me. No, when you walk down or up the steps, you got to watch your step. Okay, here you. No. Well, today is Yonteska slave. Yes, um, the nineteenth of Kislev. And uh, of course, we're here in our in our kapatas. Uh, it's under my no, sweatshirt. Yochanan's not wearing one today, though. Yes, he is. Um, Yochanan is wearing a kapata. He doesn't want to be disowned. Um, but he's not wearing it no right one, now. No here. one's disowning anybody. It's a, it's a great today. Uh, is a kapata day for the chabadniks out there. Today is a kapata day. If you're like a, if you're a hybrid chabadnik and you're not sure if, if you should put on kapata, you should. It's also very unusual in the fact that it's one of the rare days that chabad doesn't say tachlin mm, in shacharis. Yeah. Is that correct? Uh, very few days in the year. Everybody else is looking for ways not to say tachlin in davening, and uh, chabad always says tachlin. So why are we celebrating today? And this is uh, an excerpt sent to me. Uh, I think it's written by Menachem Poznanski. Um, it says, Today we celebrate the day when a man stood up to the whole world. The enlightened Jews, the Misnagdim, some of the camp of Hasidus, the Tsar of Russia, and even the heavenly court above, and said, We must share the light of Hasidus with every Jew. Every year deserves the light of Pneum Satara. It must not be hidden any longer. That man, Tzadik Sadolem, Goyen, in all areas of Torah, Rav Shneir Zalman of Liadi, wrote a book in which he laid out the foundations of the light of the Baal Shem Tov. Not because he wanted to, but because his Rebbe told him to. And the whole universe tried to kill him for it. Literally kill him for writing a book. And yet he was victorious. The mercy of Hashem was victorious. The Alter Rebbe of Chabad, the Baal Tanya Kodesha, ensured that knuckleheads like us in 5783 have access to the light of Hasidus. Without him, its light would have remained reserved for the mystics like the light of Pneumus Torah always has. Instead, it's open before us, not just Hasidus Chabad, all of Hasidus. 
permission to print and translate Hasidus to the masses. Not only that, but if you think about it, Nefesh Chaim too, in the light of Panimus and from the students of the Vilna Gaon, would likely have remained hidden from the world, reserved in anonymity, like Panimus always had, out of fear for what the masses would do with it. And that book, what is it? Its heart is in Ahavas Yisrael. Its mind, mindfulness reflection. It's a promise that any Yid that seeks out an awe-inspiring, passionate relationship with God can have it. That it's right there for the taking for us. Today is a day we must all celebrate and reflect on in gratitude. Today we're all at, let out of prison with the Alta Rebbe. He stood trial for us, and he won us the right to the light of the Spirit. Well, listen, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to be able to explain and understand in a, in a contemporary sense. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of what you just said that is very relevant uh, to uh, uh, society, our society, our community, our yeshiva students in uh in 2022 and uh you know a few days a few days before hanukkah you know there's there's different ingredients of torah which are really are not uh, uh not understood you know there's the the there's the, the nigla of torah which is the revealed torah the open torah and then there's the the hidden torah yeah nister it's it's nister nister it's it's, it's it's hidden torah which is what what Hasidic thought is able to extract from the Torah, more than just the, you know, Torah is hardly superficial. Superficial is not a way of explaining it. But there's the open Torah, there's the explained Torah, that our yeshiva students are taught by the rabbeim and the yeshiva year after year, the same explanations. And then there's the the, uh, the opportunity to plumb the depths of Torah, and uh, which which opens up the channels for each individual person to be able to, uh, forge and create a personal relationship with with God, instead of just thinking that you're pressing the right buttons by, you know, knowing a certain amount of uh, you know parshas by heart, uh, or I don't mean that that's important. Of course, uh, whatever you're studying is 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 good and important, but there's a depth to the Torah. Yeah, which is, and I think uh, now more than ever, if year by year, it, it's like doubling and tripling is is really that panimus uh, atara that that fire. People that that are yearning and seeking it out are are receiving it in so many different places, at so many different kilas um, around the world are really. Yeah, but you know, really it, that. It, it it that's great. It, that's great. It's, it's not growing fast enough. Uh, it's growing. It's growing, but I don't think it's growing. What do you want to uh, see happen? Fast enough. Uh, well, listen. You, you want to see it mainstream, don't you? Well, not not in not in lo- not in large scale, so that it's overwhelming. But certainly, should be some kind of introduction in mainstream yeshivas. To understand a little bit of the depth of what it, what goes into the learning, because you can come out of yeshiva uh, being an extraordinary, excellent, you know, a student, but still be be lacking some kind of essence. I, I hear that. Torah is Something about. that that is worth noting is that the number of Fabrengans on this day on Yotes Kislev specifically um, increases exponentially. Every year, we're talking well, five think, towns: uh, Lakewood, Queens, yeah. Flatbush, Borough Park. Yeah, everywhere. And, and and you're gonna look around the fringes of the rooms at these Fabrangans, whether it's in Lakewood or whether it's here or whether it's in Miami Beach or in Arizona. You're gonna look around the back of the rooms. You're gonna see people from different uh, religious life, yeah. uh, sects. Keep us through God. You're gonna see long payers and uphouts and downhouts, down hats and sideway hats. And you're gonna see everybody just not because. They've studied uh, Nista Torah. They studied Chassidus, but they're curious. They're thirsty for it. You know, they're thirsty. Like the like the Navi said, it's going to come a day when there's going to be a hunger, but the hunger is not going to be for bread, and the thirst is not going to be for water. It's going to be for the word of Hashem, and that's what we're seeing day by day here. Growing up in Crown Heights, 
what was the day your your taskislev like for you? Do you have regular well, day of yeshiva? I know. I know you asked me that this morning. I was thinking to myself, I don't think we had off from yeshiva. Why would they give off from yeshiva on your taskislev? I didn't think of off from yeshiva. <laughs> like, would, was it was it a regular day or was good. it like you know it was like it was like a rosh chodesh? Well. I don't know. I, 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 was it like Rosh Chodesh? I, I don't know. Do we have to wear white shirts? I don't, I don't remember that, those kind of rules. I'll tell you the truth. I don't think we ever had those kind of rules. Uh, no. But I don't. I, I know that uh, when I got older. I mean, Yitzhak Kislev was obviously had a yontif atmosphere in Crown Heights. It was if I bring it from the Rebbe, and the Rebbe always went uh, went to the Ohel, and he also he said Kaddish on Yitzhak Kislev because it was his his mother's sister's yard site. So he said Kaddish that day too, and it was. A very, it was a solemn day and also a festive day at the same time. So, um, and when you can, when you could uh, both uh, look uh, inside and 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 understand the, the depth of what what took place and the sacrifices that were made, and also celebrate it. And I think it's the beginning of the cycle of studying uh, Tanya, uh, which begins uh, uh, today as well, which uh, uh, gives you insight into what is the nature of this relationship. What are we doing here on this planet? And what did God, who we all believe in, what 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 did he put us here for? What is the what what is our purpose? Right. Uh, it can't be the superficial thing, the superficial things that that we're involved in on a day to day basis. Or those are important because mm-hmm. we are required to to live a, a material and a, and a physical world because that's what God created a material and a physical world. But at the same time, God created the world to for us to while we're doing all these things that are important to us and that sustain us, also our overarching uh, um, mission is to create uh, uh, a world that is suitable for godliness to reside in. 100%. And one thing for sure is we're not there yet. No, not yet, but God willing, day by day, we are going to get closer. Uh, That is today, that is your test kiss slave, so take a drink, Make a lachaim, eat something, make a bracha, and uh, that's the important thing. Yeah, find find yourself a fabrengan to attend tonight. No, there's, there's everywhere, all, all over the world. There was last night. There was a bunch of them everywhere, but everywhere. Is the, there's no shortage. So you, you find yourself there, and you never know what it could uh, what it could do for you. You going to fabrengan tonight? It's a sham. I hope to I have to go to KMH tonight. Rabbi Yossi Zakatinsky, God willing, God willing. Um, so, so just to follow up on a story that we we spoke about yesterday about Mordechai and David not performing in front of mixed seating crowds. Okay. Um, here's an article from anash.org. Okay. And the headline is that the Rebbe told me to keep it separate. In light of the recent events in Israel, and this is written last year, where liberal groups have gone to court to stop concerts that have separate seating, a recent interview with Mordechai and David on Kikar, Shab- on Kikar Shabbos has been making waves. Um, the, it shows a short clip, but it's in Hebrew, so I'm just going to speak it out. Um, he says that when the when the first Hass concert was organized, which the Hass concert's coming up pretty soon. Is that um, separate? When the first Hass concert was organized, the organizers went, went to ask a bracha from the Lav Treba. Of course, it was a concert with separate seating. As the date was getting closer, they realized that ticket sales were, were well below what they expected. So they wrote the Rebbe a letter, and they asked, being that it's an institution for special children, and so much money was already invested, if they can at least have a small section of what is called family seating. Mm-hmm. The Rebbe responded in writing, and I'll translate, all that is written above does not change the Shulchan Aruch, blessing and success. Of course, in the end, there wasn't an empty seat in the house. Um, so that's so that's why MBD doesn't perform mixed seating. It sounds pretty legit and commendable. Listen, he has he has a good basis, and he has to be respected for standing uh, 
uh, steadfast in his in his position. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking about people getting confused yesterday. Oh, but I don't think anybody's and, going and on two a date. Ishe-Ribo tickets, and if 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 people are dating, they're in two different cities. <laughs> if people are dating, they're they're they're, they're, they're know, a thousand I, miles I, away. I, I would, but no, but I was thinking that in the in the New York concert, if 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 people are dating and they go to a concert, they just suddenly discover that it's separate seating, and they're getting it's serious a, about each other. At least he could text her after two hours that we're engaged. Is it a, know, is think, a skit? He could text her say, "I think we're engaged." It's too much Seinfeld on your mind. This is uh I don't know what Seinfeld is. Oh. <laughs> Neither do I. Um anyways, tell us about this morning there was a something that that uh um, New York Times was on the cover of the New York Times. Well, listen, I got wind of it last night too. It's a press release sent out by the Iglesias Soul of America once again. So I'll, uh, I'll read the, the okay. press release, but do you okay. want to... Uh, the Agudas 12 America... I'll do, I'll do color commentary. ...registers deep chagrin yet with yet another front-page New York Times attack on the Orthodox Jew, Jewish and especially the Hasidic community. This marks nearly a dozen articles spewed by the Times in the past three months, all defaming and misrepresenting our community. Once again, the reporting exclusively features the opinions and the stories of individuals who have left their communities and those closely affiliated with groups dedicated to, to tearing down traditional Jewish education and helping religious people have their roots. Conversely, notwithstanding repeated uh, outreach to the Times, the paper has constant, consistently shunned any narrative that does not portray the Orthodox community as backward societal leeches, controlled and persecuted by their own religion. Even the, even the photographs selected, the sullen faces and marching children are marshaled to further this narrative. This notwithstanding that the Orthodox Jewish community produces thousands of hardworking, successful, civic-minded, peaceful families who are an asset to every New York community they choose to reside in. At a time of rising alarming anti-Semitism from celebrity statements to thuggish attacks in the streets, the New York Times is investing significant resources to contribute to an atmosphere of hate against those most identifiably, uh, most identifiably Jewish. Make no mistake, our fears are real. We call upon good people of all persuasions to register their outrage and repudiation to the New York Times targeted smear campaign against the Orthodox Jews. So that's the Agudas, that's the Agudas statement. Um, and it's a strong one. I find it, I find it a little bit interesting. Yesterday was a day where Kathy Hochul and Eric Tom, uh, Eric Adams, and and they all sat in one in a room with the OU and the Aguda discussing anti-Semitism, more yeah. litwack. And the next morning, New York Times does another hit piece on on the Orthodox Jews. What is the New York Times obsession with the Orthodox Jewish community? Well, you know, first of all, the New York Times has uh, an obsession with with Jews and Israel, and and they treat it all. All the same way. The story that uh, the good is referencing, I, I I read it last night. Uh, it's 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 very disheartening, uh, but it's you know the, the the problem with the times is they want to uh, they want to generate uh, the impression and, and project the image that this is that community. Right. And it's a community that is suffering because the fact that it's so closed and people are so inhibited and are limited in the education that they are allowed. That's the impression they want to project. But that's what the story is about. I would say, you know, when I finished reading the story, I said to myself, Nebuch, that's what the story is about. It's about several families, several families, mostly uh, uh, women who have been divorced uh, uh, with large amounts of children. One woman that they highlight in the story with a number of photographs has 10 children. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's divorced. And they say that they're, they're, these people are in unhappy marriages, as can happen in any marriage, yeah, in any okay. community. Uh, but as part of the divorce stipulation, they want to get out of the marriage so bad, they sign anything. Okay, So they sign that their children are going to stay in the yeshivas that the fathers choose. 
in this case, okay? And it's usually the most extreme Hasidic yeshivas with the most limited uh, uh, secular, secular education. And the kids grow up. And they're through their mothers, I guess, in this case. I didn't see any cases highlighting fathers. I only saw mothers in this story. And, and they, um, they, they feel that uh, as, as they get more exposure to the outside world, they want their children to have more of a, a mainstream education. From the stories that I read, they didn't want the kids to go to, to, to public schools or anything like that. They wanted the kids to be in yeshivas to have more advanced okay. uh, secular education. But uh, the, the attorneys for the fathers... Uh, they they threaten uh, the women that if they're going to move the kids out of these yeshivas, they're going to lose custody of their children. And mothers, you know, they they have their issues with the religion or, or whatever the 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 issues are, but they don't want to lose don't don't want to lose custody of their children. And if you look at the story, and they use pictures that really do not depict uh, the Hasidic community in 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 a positive light. But I think the the biggest offense that the good is referring to is that they want to. Uh, like I said, project an image that this is the entire is the community. community. This is the community, and it's one big ball of misery. And that's not the case. And it's that, so. It's so. We all, we all know that's not the case. But they, time and again, want to uh, want to project that image. Now, also, if you read the stories in today's newspapers about yesterday's anti-Semitism forums with Chuck Schumer and Kathy Huckle and uh, and Eric Adams. Also, they're having the uh, same problem. They want uh, they want uh, to do making committees and 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 associations and the special boards to fight anti-Semitism. But there's something else going on. You know, as long as you are going to call Israel an apartheid state, and as, as long as you're going to say that Israeli soldiers are killing innocent Palestinians, it goes hand in hand. With uh, uh, with Jew hatred, I don't know if I sent you the video. They said the, they had a surveillance video of a gang chasing a bunch of yeshiva boys on Avenue J and East 16th Street really? yesterday with with tasers. They were chasing oh. them with tasers. You know why doesn't the New York Times focus on other communities that have real major issues like single motherhood rates? How about that? Like I don't know. why why are we focused on I don't know this, on, listen, on the minority they, of a minority of our they, Jewish community? They, 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 listen, this is, a, this is a vulnerable community, but this is what this is what uh, um, creates the foundation of anti-Semitic attacks. I just don't I don't I don't get I don't get it. No, there there are bigger issues. There are there are more alarming statistics than than the one that we're talking about right now. And maybe the New York Times can focus on this, okay? Uh, this is tweeted by uh, Representative Jim Jordan. California in 2021, homicides up 7.2%, arrests down 7.3%. Florida in 2021, homicides down 14.2%, arrests up 6.8%. You go to California, you know, we, there was a story the other day about that girl we said, Liala Bialo, I think her name in Portland, right? And Portland is one of the most Bialo. liberal states in, yeah. the, in the world. It's a liberal state. She had a, um, she had a homeless guy bring into her house. With a weapon. Good thing he was sleeping. Good, good thing yeah, he was tired. Good, good thing he was on so much drugs that's probably funded by the city itself. <laughs> you know? Why Listen, are we focusing on the on the Hasidic community that does more kindness for the entire New York State? And we're and the, and oh and the all the other communities in New York get a free pass. 
for 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 the issues that that they're bringing to the state. Well, you to have the to, city. first of all, you have to understand the history of the New York Times, and and you have to understand that. The why? York, why do I have to understand the history? Yeah, well, of the New York Times? then you'll understand why they do what they do because you know it would, there's, there's this myth that the journalism can be objective. That's what the journalistic theory is that you're supposed to report the news uh, as it's, without slant, without bias, and without prejudice. But that's gone out the window a long time ago, as you yeah. see with the crisis now with uh, with Twitter and, and censorship and the Hunter Biden laptop and President Trump and so on and so forth. You see that it's basically more or less uh, about about censorship. The Times, from its founding, has been uh, has been uh, founded by the uh, Sulzberger family. It's a Jewish family. Sounds very Jewish. It's a Jewish family, but uh, guess what? They're members of the Unitarian Church in the city. Uh, so, like, uh, like when you had uh, when you had um, uh, uh, Gabriel Sanders on here, and he told you his church in California before he be converted to Judaism had seven hundred or something Jewish families yeah. as members of the church. So, uh, so they considered to some they considered themselves Jewish, but religion takes a deep back seat to their daily life. So when they see people that wear their religion uh, outwardly and fervently. And have a lifestyle, they they resent that because they feel that uh, uh, a very firm community is making a comment on their liberal Jewish community and saying that what they, they the the type of Judaism that they observe is not kosher, it's not valid, it's not something that that should be accepted. So this is the natural sequential reaction, I think. Uh, to that type of feeling. Yeah, and in case you're wondering where uh, our president, Joe Biden, is while all this anti-Semitism is happening, here's a video. You can see where he is right now. I'm not sure if that's an eight-year-old uh, that's dressed. That's really a uh, secret state, secret a secret service agent that's dressed uh, up as an eight-year-old, or that's actually an eight-year-old directing the president of the free world, <laughs> of the most powerful country in the world, the leader Joe Biden. Oh, um, I think we go this way. Like I think we're supposed to go this way. Listen, you know we have great days coming up. Hanukkah starts in a few days, and um, and then uh, <laughs> once Hanukkah is over, the end, the, uh, the the holidays are going to come. Everyone's going to take a break. <clears throat> and talk about, you know, um, how people are supposed to be good and kind to each other until after New Year's, then they go back to being mean <laughs> to one another, you know. <laughs> are you saying I should be kinder to Joe Biden? <laughs> no, they're going to... Because someone they, did email us. Someone didn't, they didn't like that. Uh, no, we um, called, I, you, ha, you can't call him by his first name, Joe. Um, it's President Biden. Someone said that to you? Yeah. On Christmas on Christmas Day, they're going to have videos on the news of people in, in, in soup kitchens in Manhattan feeding yeah. the homeless. Gonna, the next day, they're gonna, the next day they're going to be freezing and starving someplace. But, you know, as long as you, you do good it PR. that day. It's good PR. I mean, the whole idea of doing that kind of good work is supposed to be to make an attempt to turn things around for people, yeah. not feed them a hot meal on, you know, on, on the holiday. And then the next day they're back on the street eating out of garbage cans again. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, breaking news out of Bahamas yesterday. Sam Bankman Freed, who is hiding out in Bahamas, who is set to testify in front of the committee. The um, finance committee. Finance the, in, front of, in front of Congress. Yeah, the House, the House <laughs> Finance Committee. Today was arrested by the Bohemian uh, officials. Yes. And 
he is being tried. This tweet by... Well, he's going to be extradited to the United States where he's going to be charged. So it's going to be a long, drawn-out affair. And yeah. it's interesting that the day before he's supposed to testify, they arrested him, so he can't testify. Why didn't the, they want him to testify? Justice Department... Is, 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 is that going to... He, he just gave $40 million to candidates for Democrats, mostly running for... So that's what Lee Zeldin tweeted. Lee Zeldin tweeted, why not... I don't get it. He's supposed to testify tomorrow. Why not just have him testify and then arrest him? That's right, because they're afraid of what he's going to say about who he's going to say it about. The Clintons, maybe? Uh, no, I don't know about the Clintons have anything to do with it, but... Uh, Clintons got their hands on everything. They're, they're, they're afraid what he was going to say, so the Department of Justice... That's very usually. scary. And you know what? Something that, you know, we discuss a lot about Twitter, and the Twitter files, which is constantly a story, I know we're not talking a ton about it, but the Twitter files, which is basically Elon Musk is now at the, at the you know, at the head of Twitter, and they're seeing all of the suppression that was done while Jack Dorsey, Jack Dorsey was a CEO and the old woke Twitter staff. They're able to see that... They're able to see that the Twitter staff would flag certain accounts and say, you know, this account should not have any posts go trending. This account should not show up in any, any searches. And all of those accounts were conservative Republicans that their tweets would not go would not go viral. If you search your name on Twitter, you would not see anything about them. They're able to control free speech. It's it's such a crazy thing that that we're seeing all these files now that that happened. So actually, uh, this is something this morning. That there, there are two Yoel Roths in the news. Hmm. You know, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a year old Roth from Breslov, which presided over the uh, wedding of a 14-year-old. Yeah, a 14-year-old uh, to a 15-year-old. <laughs> Is that here in, in, in New York or I in Israel? A, I think it's in Brooklyn somewhere. Oh, yeah? Okay. And then there's the, old, the other old Roth from uh, Roth. from Twitter. He's the second in command to uh, Jack Dorsey. Oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Very he's good. Been, he's been on the front page of the newspaper <laughs> well, for weeks. I think uh, it's a little problematic. Getting your old Roths mixed up, you got to have like a little picture. It's a little next problematic. Could I, you throw, could put a picture up here of the two old Roths. So I think by any second. stretch of the imagination, uh, we do not. The old Roth from, we do not. Uh, we do not think it's okay for any fourteen-year-olds and fifteen-year-olds to be getting married under any circumstances. Uh, the old Roth from Breslov is not involved with Twitter. I think we have to. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he probably doesn't have a smartphone even. He probably has a, a kosher phone. Yeah. So everything is kosher. That's why he ended up marrying a 14. Uh, up he didn't marry a 14. No, marrying off a 14-year-old <laughs> with a 15-year-old. I, I don't think they got married. I, I, don't, I don't know the whole story. You, you, think, know the whole you story? think it's just fake news? No, I think Someone maybe, did confirm it for us. Maybe they, uh, did they actually have a chuppah? Did they get married? Or they're just having a designated that they're going to get married when they get older, probably. They did it tonight last night. So t well, it could be a long time between a tonight and a chuppah. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting, you know, though. It could be a few this years. This happened in Brooklyn. I think it could be a few years, you mm -hmm. know. So they may not be getting married till they're much older. The di yeah, from the dining room, it looked like Brooklyn dining room. May not be getting older, much married till they're much older, like sixteen okay. or well, seventeen. Okay, we'll be down with but that's you know. Well, I'm sure you're going to hear from people that know some of the details. That I know we kind of always hear from the wrong type of people that are just trying to tear down an entire community. Besides, they're just look at an isolated situation and say this is not okay. I just, I just wondering how many more Yellow Roths there are out there. Oh my gosh! Okay, well that's our episode for today. Uh, we got a lot packed in today. Um, we have a lot more to discuss tomorrow. But if you're going to be sending any chocolate pudding to us, please make sure to message us on WhatsApp for the address or email us at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org. Um, please go ahead and sign up to our WhatsApp status. We have news all day that the stories behind the headlines. A lot more that you maybe not, you may not see or not know that's going on. So. Um, a good yontif. Have a have a have a, a good in Yotas Kislev, and <laughs> enjoy we will for bringing tonight. Yes, enjoy, and we'll see you tomorrow.